it's mindset change. You also have to learn or, or unlearn that you cannot help others if your cup is empty. Like I can't, I can't pour into you and to my husband and to my job and to my sons and to the, the volunteer work I do. Like you can't pour into all those places if your cup is empty. And so I habitually, every day, all day, I do things that make me happy. I do things that fill my cup. So when I need to pour into those other people, I still have plenty left for myself. everyone. Welcome to Mom to Mom, the podcast. I'm Maria Sansone. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I think you're going to love this conversation today. This is a podcast where we talk to all kinds of different people, mainly women, um, experts, authors, comedians, just all around cool people, interesting people. And we talk about topics that you might be discussing in your mom's circles or with your girlfriends. And today my guest was just one of those people who you are so much better for having talked to. I was so inspired and motivated by this conversation, and I hope you will be too. So today I'm introducing you to the absolutely fabulous Ty Alexander. She is a blogger. She is an author, a podcast host, a DJ, which is awesome, a wife, a mom. And one of my big takeaways from this conversation is she talks about how we don't have to be just one thing. I mean, look at the laundry list of things that she's doing. We don't have to be just one thing in this life. And I love that. So she wrote a book, um, and it's called Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died. When her mom was diagnosed with cancer, she started journaling about the experience because that can be so therapeutic for people. And then she decided to put it into a book. And since then, she has created a wonderful community of people who are choosing gratitude over grief, which is easier said than done, right? But Ty's got some great tips for how we can put ourselves first and choose gratitude. And she's got a great podcast called Self-Care in Real Life where... She talks about how happiness really is a choice we have to make every single day, and we have to fill our own cups first. And she is going to give you that motivation to put yourself first. Some of the things she said, I was like, wow, okay, this is, I got to think about this. Um, she's fantastic. Can't wait for this conversation. So here's Ty Alexander, that hype girl that you need in your life right now. Hi, Alexander. Hi. Welcome to the Mom Cave. Thank you for having me. Good to see you this morning. Well, you are afternoon. bringing the animal print in a real way. I like it. I, <laughs> I like it. All right. So let's talk about you. So you are an author, a blogger, a podcaster, a wife, a mom, a DJ. I All mean, you've got a full <laughs> plate. How did this come to be where you got into a place where you are wearing so many very cool hats, might I add. So my mom passed away. It's no secret. Those who followed me, she passed away in 2013. Um, and one of my many promises to her was just to kind of live life and do all the things that she didn't get to do, the things that I wanted to do. You know, life is as short as it is long. And so whenever something pops into my head and I think, you know, that I can do it or be good at it, I'm like, wow, well, let's, let's try. You know, what's the worst can happen? I think so often in life we get so centered in like, this is what I should be doing forever. And I just yeah. don't have that mantra. Like, that's just not my story. I firmly believe that I do what I do now and what I do later might be something else. We can try things, right? And we can fail. Absolutely. And then we can try other things. 
Absolutely. Life is long and you're going to, I feel like be very inspiring. (laughs) I've listened to some of your podcasts and you just have such a fun way about you. You keep it real, but yet I find you very inspiring and you've got so many great tips and things, but I want to go back a little bit um, because so much of your story has been about the loss of your mom and how it was rather sudden, you know, the diagnosis came on and, and things happen. And so kind of take us back to that and then how it turned into your very first book and turned you into an author. Back to 2012, I think uh, my mom was just really tired. Um, That's kind of how it started, just really tired and then wasn't eating. The alarming moment for us was when, um, and 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 I'll I'll preface this with saying that I hope that my story inspires people to go get checked out early. Absolutely. Um, I do do think a little bit of my mom's story would be slightly different, you know, if we had of, or if she had of, you know, acted differently with her health. I think for so often being the mom, the wife, you know, the caretaker, the this, the that, the third, you know what I mean? We're like, oh, we're just tired. I'm just doing too many things. Instead of thinking like literally there could be something wrong. And unfortunately that was my mom's story. There literally was something wrong. And in July of 2012, she, she would eat food and it would taste like metal. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound good, mom. You know, and so we went to the doctor and then they diagnosed her with stage four lymphoma. And so things went really quickly um, after that. And so she fought it for a little bit. I think she mainly fought it because she was married to my dad for 36 years. And so my dad really wanted her, you know, obviously you want your life partner to stay forever and live and stuff. But my mom was very clear, very spiritual, which is kind of where I am in life that, you know, life is an experience all things end, you know what I mean? And so uh, maybe around September, we kind of knew that she was going to die. So we kind of prepared for hospice in December. Again, very quickly, this is in a matter of six months. And then by April, she had passed away. And then after that, I had an experience with another blogger whose mom had passed away. And she and I had been kind of emailing back and forth, never had met her, never had spoke to her. She did live in Baltimore where I live. And we had kind of just, you know, exchanged emails throughout the six months that we had known each other. And I looked up one day on the internet and she had committed suicide. And I was literally devastated. I really, I got into a space where like, could I have done something? Could I have said something? Should I have asked her out to coffee? Should, you know, all of these things start drumming in my head. And so that, that made me kind of say, I have to write my experience out. I have to put it at least put on internet. So I did this article just kind of, again, documenting my experience with my mom and then documenting, you know, my experience with the blogger. And then from there, it got picked up on Cosmopolitan and a few other big magazines. And then the publisher reached out to me and was like, I think this is a book. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not really an author. I'm just a blogger, guys. <laughs> Come right, calm down. <laughs> and then from there, I wrote the book. I read the book maybe in like six months, partly because I'd already kind of been documenting things on my blog. So it was just kind of easy to pull different things. And here I am an author. And how has the response been? Because just as you're talking, I'm thinking about so many friends who are either going through this or have gone through this. And for the friend in particular, who I'm thinking of who lost her mom at a pretty young age, how it has impacted the rest of her entire life as an adult. Um, So to know that there's other people out there going through that and to, if there's any sort of nuggets that you can give them, I'm sure they're just so, so incredibly grateful. So how has the response been? That is really the main thing that people, they message me all the time on Instagram or send me emails. And that is the main thing that women say to me is that I really thought that these feelings that I was having, it was just me. And it's, it's really not like as, as much as grief is kind of a singular moment, it's also a community. Like we all feel the loss of grief. And so writing the book, and then I started my podcast 
self-care in real life. And that just kind of came out of the need to have conversations beyond the book. And so people have, again, I, I get things all the time, you know, about how much the book has changed them. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but it is just kind of seeing the things that you're thinking and you're feeling on a piece of paper from a regular person. And you're like, wait, I, this is my new normal and it is okay. And that was probably really, I would think therapeutic for you because I know journaling was a big part of your process. So to have to put pen to paper for the book and have those deadlines and everything, it was probably a good thing to get it out, right? Absolutely. I still journal till this day. I wake up every morning. I write a few sentences. I go to bed. I write in my gratitude journal. And honestly, the the kind of testimonials or, or the, the reviews of my podcast really keep me going because I'm still, my mom's still not here, you know? I, I still get sad. I still cry at holidays. I still miss her. And so again, to have this community of women or, or even people, because men also reach out to me as well, but just to have this community of people who really understand the void that you have. And then again, to kind of, I tell people all the time, if you listen to my podcast, I'm not a therapist, calm down. I am literally <laughs> going through this with you and we're going to figure this out together. So again, to be able to, to, to create different tools and share them. And some people share tools with me and I learn from them. So it's just birthed this really good community that again, to your point has really helped me, you know, therapeutic wise. And I think that's why it is so relatable is because our tribe of women are so important. Yes. You have your therapist. Yes. You have your doctors. Yes. You have your family, but that girl tribe is everything. It's and everything. during the pandemic, we couldn't get that physical in-person thing. So I know I found myself connecting with a lot of people like you, like bloggers out there or people on Instagram, and you would message them or something and really kind of get that connection that way. So For I just sure. don't think we can stress how important connection is on any yeah. level when you're yeah, going through yes. something like this. I think in life, we just negate how important human connection is. Like, even though our connection today is kind of small and short. You'll take nuggets from it. You'll get energy. Like the, the energy exchange from it is just valuable. You know what I mean? I think we talk about that enough. A thousand percent. That's why I love my job. I'm very lucky because I get <laughs> to talk to cool people job. like you all the time. And through osmosis, I'm telling you, I'm getting yes. some good stuff all yes, the time, absolutely. all the time from some amazing, <laughs> amazing women. So one of the things that you talk about all the time is gratitude over grief. Easier said than done. So are there some ways to get to that place when you're in so such a dark place? So for me, it was really, it was really doing simple things to start the practice, right? I think we also think with grief, you're going to do these five things and then it's going to be cured. That's not how it goes. Like, voila, we're done. We're done okay. with grief. When you have such a void of love in your life, especially with a parental unit that someone has been with you all your life, and it's either suddenly snatched by, you know, disease or, you know, accident, whatever, you have to give time to that. And so for me, it was very little things. Like, again, just being thankful for the ability to have water in my house, the ability to pay my rent. Like, this bill was due. I hate bills. I got 17,000 of them, but I'm able to pay them. I'm able to pay them and still buy the bag and still buy the shoes, you know, and so those things are important to me. And so I take gratitude for them. I also, in the beginning, really, really understood, right, the idea that everyone doesn't have the type of mom relationship that I had. And so through that, I was able to really cherish my mom and our relationship. And so, yes, the void is there, but I'm also really grateful that I had a mom for almost 40 years that was there every 
single step of the way. Did not miss a beat. I'm still confused as to how she did it because I miss beats all the time. But my mom did not miss any beats. So I, I'm grateful for that. And that definitely kind of started my kind of, you know, let me figure out the little tiny joys that I can choose in my life versus choosing the sadness. You've made a choice to find things to be joyful about. So for people out there, can you offer some tips on how to choose happiness? Because it doesn't come naturally for everybody. It does not. I, I think the first tip is acknowledging that it's a choice. I think so many of us are kind of seeking for happiness to just kind of plop on our plates and voila, magically, we're happy. I think a lot of it is mindset change. Like you really have to be intentional and say, I'm going to choose happiness. That would be the first step. For me, the second one was choosing myself. Every day I choose myself first, no matter what it is. Is it gonna be valuable to me? Is it gonna help me? Is it gonna help me grow? Is it gonna help me to the next step? Whatever the decision is, even in decisions with my son or my, or my husband, like how, how is this gonna help me? And, and then from there, the next choice is I have to choose my friends. And so a lot of that kind of choosing happiness, again, the mindset change of like happiness is a choice and then kind of figuring out what are those things that make you happy? For me, it's me. <laughs> I, I love this, happy. but I, I have to happy. say, this is very refreshing. And I've spoken to many, many women on this podcast and in my real life. And most moms have a very hard time saying what you just said. Listen, I, without I, I know it. I know it. I know it. Yes. So how it. do we adopt some of that? But you have to also, it's mindset change. You also have to learn or, or unlearn that you cannot help others if your cup is empty. Like I can't, I can't pour into you and to my husband and to my job and to my sons and to the, the volunteer work. I do. Like you can't pour into all those places if your cup is empty. And so I habitually every day, all day, I do things that make me happy. I do things that fill my cup. So when I need to pour into those other people, I still have plenty left for myself. What's an so, example for you in particular? Like today, what would be something that's like just for you? I slept in today. Okay. No <laughs> I was tired from last night. I turned my phone off. I didn't answer the five call. Whoever called me, I'll call them back when I get done this. I slept in today. I took my time to get ready to see you today. I just, you know, no, no stress about mm. it. I think so often, again, we, we put so much emphasis on our titles and how we can serve and we really do forget how to serve ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you all day, you got to serve yourself and you got to choose happiness. But if you don't know how, if you don't know what makes you happy, if you don't know the joys in your life and therapy can help you with that because uh, a professional will ask you different questions. I, I actually learned the things that made me happy from my therapist. I remember one time she had me write down the 10 things that gave me chills that I do. What are the things that I do that I'm like, ooh, that gave me good joy. I like to eat ice cream, so we're never gonna give that up. <laughs> but I also love music, which is why I became a DJ. Like I, I loved music before I started. So I would sit down and just listen to music all day, listen to the words, the beats, the drums, all kinds of music. And that brings me joy. And again, so if you don't know what brings you joy, start there. Start thinking about it. 
Wow. And, and you know what ends up, I like to take something off my plate to me, I'm always overbooking and doing everything like that. So for me, sometimes what can bring me joy and also just relieve some stress is taking something off the plate. But what often ends up happening is it's the thing that's my thing. It's my thing. That comes oh, off what do you mean? Plate. What do you like, mean my thing? Like, like an hour of tennis, you know, like oh, I really okay. enjoy that. And that's my thing, but I've got to work and I have deadlines and I'm this and this, and I end up taking my thing off the yeah. calendar. So don't take your, don't take your thing off. Hire the maid, hire the <laughs> maid to come and clean. So you don't have to clean the house. And then you can use that hour to go tennis. Well, that would be lovely. <laughs> I need another because job. Man, yeah. <laughs> I even have that job. Surpri- surprisingly enough, like people ask me all the time, how do I afford a maid? She's only literally cleaning the big stuff, like the kitchen and the bathroom. And every now and then she'll touch up, you know, deep cleaning is like once a month. But I swear to God, once I created that routine for us, the money was worth it. You can't buy happiness, but you can you buy can. time sometimes. Yeah. And that is a great example of getting some time back and time you can't even put value on, right? Time is just something that we all need more of. It's finite. So I'm with you on that one. Um, (laughs) I want to touch on something that I heard on your podcast, because it's something that comes up a lot in my friend circles right now. And it's this concept of imposter syndrome. And you talked (laughs) about it. Yes. You know, you even a couple times already in our conversation, you said, I'm not an author. I'm just a blogger or I'm just a girl from here or there. And I'm catching you even saying that now, but it's something a lot of us deal with. And actually there may be people out there who don't even understand what that means. So maybe kind of set up what it is and what you have to say about it. Well, first of all, from my language that you picked up on, you should know I still deal with it. <laughs> it's still very much present in my life. But imposter syndrome is really just this idea that you don't belong, that you don't deserve to do the things that you're doing, that all the great things that are coming to you, you're like, I don't deserve it. And for me, I am a teenage mother. I had my child at 18. And so I didn't get to go to college. I, I raised my son. And then after that, uh, right after high school is when I started blogging and I, you know, kind of became, you know, this kind of blogger famous, whatever that is. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> but so all of the things, all of the accolades and the successes that I've had has been very unconventional, right? Even kind of DJing, like I just kind of fell into it, got good. And I'm like, whoa, whoa wait. <laughs> like, And so it does kind of create this idea again, that who am I to be the author? And I have to always change my language, kind of back up and say, you know what? I am an author. I am the podcaster. I am this. And a little bit of that also is, is that again, back in the day, we really did one thing. And so this idea of having six and seven titles is like, well, what does she really do? Why does like, why does she do so many things, (laughs) you know? And so I try to, those, those voices are in my head. And so I try to, you know, mute them or at least silence them a little bit to be able to push on, you know, through that. But it is, it is just the thing that women deal with. And I think it is just because of the society that we've grown up in and how we live. I'm 45. So I still have very, you know, old school ideals. You know, I was supposed to get a good job and retire. And that's just not my story. Well, Ty, I could talk to you forever and ever. You have so much going on. Uh So I'm curious what's next for you. What's on the horizon, you've already accomplished so many things, but I feel like you've got a long way to go. <laughs> I think I do too. I'm just yeah. getting started. I think right now for me, just excelling the podcast, we have podcasts every 
Monday and just kind of deep digging deeper into more issues or, or just more things that I want to talk about. I want to have more guests on. Um, and then of course, DJing. DJing is my new love. It brings me a lot of joy. So I'm hoping that uh, COVID will, <laughs> will go away soon so that I can be outside more and meet some of you guys and just, you know, party and vibe out and stuff. So yeah, that's what's next. And you do mom meetups too, right? Like DJ events? Yeah. So we, we were, <laughs> even we were. with self-care in real life. We, yeah. Even with self-care in real life, we were kind of meeting up, you know, and, and it, I, I don't really like to, what's the word? We're just people, right? Like I love the title of mom, but I want to know who you are, who is the person. Like I get that you're a mom. And so we don't really highlight, like, this is for the moms. This is for the you, because again, I want you to choose you. I don't want you to like, mom is important, but but I do think that we don't, put as much emphasis on you are also important as well. It's one of our many, many titles. It's one of the many titles that, but, and I think mom is the top title that we get so lost in. Like you can really lose yourself and wife. Like, I think you can really lose yourself being the mom and the wife. And sometimes that comes before being Thai. And I work really, really hard at just being Thai. My son likes Thai. My husband likes Thai. You know what I mean? And I think I, I think we forget that part. Like I'm still the person outside of those titles. We all like Thai and we are going to get inspired <laughs> by Thai today. For the last thing here, let's do just a quick little rapid fire, real quick, just sort of the first thing that comes to your head when I say these things. Coffee or wine? Wine. <laughs> last show that you binged. I actually rewatched Scandal, actually. Good one. What is your go-to recipe? Okay, so two. My mom used to make baked ziti, so I make baked ziti all the time. My mom also was proud of her crab cake, so I also have a nice crab cake recipe as well. Ooh, I've never <laughs> attempted the crab cake. All right, I might have to get your oh, recipe. Oh, I'll share it with you. <laughs> Favorite podcast other than yours? Um, Questlove has a podcast, and the name is escaping me right now, but he kind of talks to different artists and just kind of unpacks their journeys and it, it's a it's a good reminder that everyone is a human being a book that you're currently reading or that you would recommend to our group this is clarity and connection um by young pablo it's really short paragraphs of things that are very relatable it's like my therapy in a book we like short and sweet that's a good thing dream vacation Ooh, i would love to go to maldives and like, but by, like, I love my husband, I do, if you're watching this, but I want to go by myself and I just want to like vibe out with me. You see how much I love me? I do. <laughs> I do. I'm very, very, very into it. I wish we had more time. We're going to have to do this again. Ty, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this. Let everyone know where they can find you. Absolutely. So my website is tyalexander.co.com and on the internet, I am just Ty Alexander and I am Googleable as they say. <laughs> we will see you there. Ty, thank you so much. All right. That's a wrap for this episode of mom to mom I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Ty. I don't know. It got me so hyped. She truly is that hype girl we need in our lives. Um, just so inspired by this conversation. We could have gone on and on and on. If you like what you heard and you want to find some more episodes of mom to mom the podcast and do a little binging, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. Just type in mom to mom with Maria Sansone. And if you happen to be in the New England area, you can catch mom to mom the TV show on Mondays at 1130 a.m. on NBC 10 Boston. All right, guys, that's a wrap for me. As Ty said, 
choose gratitude. Happiness is a choice. Think about that today, and I'll see you next week.